Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Parenting Hour on Unity FM 93.5. We've been talking before the break about home births and we have a lovely group of dads in front of us here with lovely experiences. I'm really looking forward to hearing about another dad that's just joined it, Salvin, who has had three children and the last one was born at home. Welcome to the studio. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing well indeed. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. Doing okay. It's first time in a studio, but you know, no, here's a shame my experience. It's, it's only just a piece of recording, a few little things hanging out of the, the ceiling so or the, the table. It's nothing too, <laughs> nothing too much here. Uh, welcome, anyway. We want to talk to you about home births and your experience. And you were just talking to me there over the commercial break about your experience, which sounded really wonderful. Mm. You've got three children. That's right. And you had this, you chose to have this child at home. Why did you choose to, to have him? Well, how, how we came to find out about it, we basically, we was at the do- I was at the doctor's with my, with my partner. Mm-hmm. And she was very, um, she was talking to the doctor saying how stressed she was about and worried about actually having the baby in the hospital. Mm-hmm. She just kind of felt like really scared for some reason. Mm-hmm. And she's going through a lot of anxiety with it and stress. Mm-hmm. So the midwife suggested to her, have you, have you, thought, of, um, have you thought of home birth? Mm-hmm. So while she was asking my partner that, I was sitting next to her. And I was kind of thinking, well, in my head, I was answering, kind of thinking, well, this sounds kind of good, this does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking, well, I'll be at home. Yeah. Um, I haven't got to worry about getting the bag ready it's or true. forgetting something, having to come back. Mm-hmm. The, it's, a, it's a long duration when you leave. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I was already accepting of, the, of it and then I was mm-hmm. looking towards my partner now and she thought, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do this, we'd like to go down that direction and the point is us further on. But from that point, um, when we actually decided we was going to take on the home birth, all uh, midwife appointments was no longer at the doctor's surgery Involving queuing up, waiting for your turn, and once you get through to the midwife, you know if you get ten minutes, it's a blessing basically because they're very busy mm-hmm. in the doctor's surgery. But with the transfer over to the um, to doing our appointment at home, mm-hmm. the midwife was actually now coming to to see us at home, mm-hmm. and the appointments were taking place there in the comfort of uh, our living living That's room. Yeah. Um, she made her feel relaxed. She she went through more thorough. Um, ideas and what was going to happen mm-hmm. and any worries and concerns that she had she could talk to her about it in the, mm-hmm. you know like I say in the comments about our own homes and she was there for sometimes best part of an hour mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like I say it was very thorough we listened to the heart mm-hmm. you know the, she got the monitor out laid, laid it down and you could hear the heart beating mm-hmm. so you know to compare it felt like private healthcare to be honest. You know, sure, I felt, you know, sure. I felt like it was like I was enjoying boot or something. You know, was, <laughs> <laughs> so I, you well, know, it's I thought, good for treatment. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. good. And then you get obviously, then you get um, close to the uh, midwife was Jane, mm-hmm. and she came on regular appointments up until the point where, where where it starts to get more close to the birth. But like you say, you build that kind of a bond, mm-hmm. and you feel I, as a father, I felt comfortable knowing that she was in good hands, yes. kind of thing. And, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, so. brilliant. So that was much more relaxing for you, That's indeed, right. knowing that all was this was happening. That was the environment she was creating before we'd even got to the point of having the baby. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. that relaxed it's environment. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine just yeah. being at home, just yeah. just with the music on, mm-hmm. your choice. You know, you want to yeah. drink, the fridge is there. No mm-hmm. You haven't got to run down the hall to find where the, the vending machine is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's mm-hmm. saying, can you get me this, can you get me that, um, can you call the nurse? Mm-hmm. Everybody was just there on hand. So that, that made it very... Yeah, that's Yeah, it eased the pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was there anything that happened that you didn't think of that was unexpected? Well, basically, going to the day when he was born, she 
they told us to prepare. We had the, the, the birthing pool and those accessories we thought yeah it was, mm. you know they I think they paid for most of the percentage of that I think we only paid a small sum for, for yeah. the pool and uh, that was set up the night before because she had she woke up in pain I, was, I thought there's a little bit of an alarm here mm. mm-hmm. but it didn't forthcome that night but I had the pool set up anyway in preparation and it was the following day once it was set up the labour started to kick in more mm-hmm. and she then phones the home birth team and then shortly after that uh, one of the midwives actually came so they got a comfortable in the pool straight away mm-hmm. the pool was already filled put some warm water in there made her feel comfortable and then when the pain the cycles kicked in uh, she had the gas and air on hand mm-hmm. and at one stage while she was on the gas and air she, she, you know, she was really taking in this gas yeah, and air give me more she start, yeah she started to get the giggles <laughs> mm-hmm. so she started to you know, get tickled started to laugh and then the whole living room was the same her sister was there um, her mum was there I was there my eldest son he came on from school and my the one in the middle Elijah he was still at school mm-hmm. so this kind of started early in the morning mm-hmm. and we was told that maybe from her dilation I can't remember how many inches she was at the time but probably be happy at 12 o'clock so I thought oh that's okay I can then go and pick up my son from school yeah school, right? but as things go, it didn't. It took a little bit longer than that. Mm-hmm. So it was fast approaching the time for me to go and pick up my son Elijah, which is like three fifteen. So three o'clock was coming now, and I was thinking she's still not. You know, nothing's nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. So I thought, all right, let me go get my son. <laughs> and I had a quad bike at the time, and I remember that I wasn't too sure if there was enough petrol in it. But it was only a short, short journey. But I was kind of gambling in my head: shall I run to the school and yeah. run back, or shall I chance taking the quad bike? So I took the quad bike, <laughs> got on the quad bike, revved it to the school. I even left the engine running because I'm in the queue now, waiting for him to come out. And when you're in a hurry, he's always the last person to come out, kind of a thing. <laughs> so while I was waiting for him in the queue, I heard the engine die. Oh, bop, 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 bop. The engine's cut out, and there's, I think to myself, there's no more petrol left in the quad bike. So then he's came out. I said, Elijah, come, we've got to get back. Your mum's having the baby. <laughs> the midwives and nurses are there now. <laughs> We need to get back, so I put him on the bike. Right. I started to push the bike back. Luckily, there was like a hill. All right. okay. So I made it down the hills most of the, the way, and then on the flat part, coming back up the hill, a few people had seen me and gave me hand. And we put it on uh, her mama, and lives down the road, not far from a minute, um, not even a, a minute from the block where we live. Mm-hmm. So we managed to get that on the drive. Then we had to, I said to Elijah, right, Elijah, we have to run now up the road. <laughs> We need to get there. We might be missing out on here on something, and like you say, it's an experience you don't particularly want to miss. It's a moment that you know. So as I was running up the hill, I looked up. I could see her mother out on the balcony, like waving, kind of like, "Come on, quick!" So my heart starts beating now. I said to like, "Come on, quick! You've got it." You know, I think it's actually happening now. So once I'd actually got in to my apartment now, got down the hallway. Elijah's kind of like more tentative because you know his mum was now. When I left her in the pool, she's now outside of the pool. But Jane and the other midwives quickly broke it down to me that while I was away, her water broke oh. and there was um, poo in the room. You know, there must have saw traces of poo in the room. So now she can't actually have the birth in the pool. Some because distress. It'd so be, the baby was being distressed. Yes, yeah. it'd be toxic. Yeah, yeah. so Joe can pool. explain that to us in a minute of what that means. Yeah. Right, so she couldn't actually have the birth in the pool anymore because the water, I think, would be toxic. And if the yeah. baby swallowed anything, it could mm-hmm. cause problems. So she's now on the outside of the pool, crouching over. By this time, like I said, I'd set the pool up the night before. 
and she's leaning on the pool quite heavily but I could see it's kind of like deflating so in my head I thought right I'm going to go and get myself on the other side of the pool <laughs> <laughs> so it was like a seesaw kind of effect so she's pushing it down and I've got the other side pushed it back I've got her back into position now so I remember um, going back we had an appointment with um, I can't remember her name but she did the hypnotherapy Angela Angela so let's leave it at that moment there one of the appointments we had at home before the birth was uh, Angela came around and we had a hypnotherapy session mm-hmm. and I was lucky to be there and she said to me as a father would I like to take part mm-hmm. so I was always sceptical about hypno- hypno- you know, being hypnotised yeah. Yeah, so I was thinking I'll have a go mm-hmm. I'll have a go with this um, hypnotherapy session so yeah. mm-hmm. the person is sleeping telling yeah. you know what's your pin number <laughs> it was kind of it was, it was, it was not, like I said it was another experience so uh, mm-hmm. we've, we've sat down and she told us in a very calm soothing voice to focus on a spot in the lid, find something in the wall or something, mm-hmm. just focus on that spot. And then basically, just start to relax, relax your head, your shoulders, just get yourself very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then what started to happen, like I say, it's over a year ago now, but I can still remember it good. What started to happen, I started to get very relaxed. And I remember that at the time, my kids were in the back bedroom making a lot of noise. And I was thinking in my head, why don't I shh the kids in the back shot? I'm trying to do this thing. Mm-hmm. But then she just told me to, she's, you know, just relax, keep mm-hmm. focusing on that point. Mm-hmm. To the point where that, that point I was looking at, there was a bit of, I was doing some decorating at the time, so there was a bit of plaster that mm-hmm. had blobbed on the wall. So yeah. I kept my eye on that. It started to blur. Mm-hmm. So by that point now, that noise in the background started to just seem calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could hear, I could actually feel the, the wind on the side of my face. Yeah, yeah. It, my senses and my awareness was more transparent than I, I would normally have realised mm-hmm. just by taking that moment to relax. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, the, the noise wasn't bothering me anymore with the kids. And I could even feel my, my feet in my shoes. I could feel, you know, one day I had my shoes on, but I could feel my toe, everything just mm-hmm. felt... Yeah. yeah. And then basically she was saying, why you, you get this, this hypnotherapy was there basically to say that why are you going through that birth? If you, you, can, you can use this moment to take yourself away to a calming place mm-hmm. and so that noise like the kids mm-hmm. where she, where no concern would have been the, the labour the pain mm-hmm. she can just use that to take it away mm-hmm. just go somewhere else so wonderful techniques that she taught you it was wonderful beforehand. yes so were you able to use those techniques then at that time this is the thing because there's another story there because I myself I've got a phobia with a dentist mm-hmm. so I just had this session with, with Angela and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this hypnobirthing therapy, but in another scenario with me at the dentist. Mm-hmm. So it's not labour pains now, mm-hmm. it's the, the, the thought of that drill and mm-hmm. all the rest of it going on in my mouth. I had to have mm-hmm. some root extractments, to, mm-hmm. to basically mm-hmm. a tooth that had broken, mm-hmm. the root was still left, and I had to have that removed. Mm-hmm. So I'd got on the, I got to the dentist quite you know, worried, but I had that in my back pocket. So I sat down, and I used all her techniques. I could even... Um, remember the calmness of her voice when she was saying just relax find that point to focus on so with the dentist chair and the lights if you can you know everyone's been to the dentist I found like a spot on one of the lights and I just focused on that spot so I did everything she said to me in my head Mm -hmm. and I got myself in that relaxed state my mouth was open and the dentist was in there was in my mouth the drill was going off, the uh, scraping was going on, but all that to me was just calming. I was in, an, I just took myself away to another place. Mm. I couldn't believe it was actually working, to be honest. 
to the point where I got that relaxed. My mouth clamped shut. I, it's like I just like I went into like a sleeping state. So my mouth, because I tell you to keep your mouth wide open. Yeah. Had clamped down on the tools that was in my mouth, <laughs> and I'm always kind of fell asleep. And I, and I remember them saying to me, Salvin, um, can you open your mouth back, please? Because I was just out. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, you know, forgot where I was for a moment, and then oh, carried on with the procedure. So this technique, you, you tested yeah, it and it worked? Tried and tested. And, and then did you use it for your yourself and your wife? When you well, got back with the quad bike, I'm wanting to know okay. what <laughs> 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 Okay, so now let's get back to where the pool. Yes. I've got myself now in that pendium position to get her back. Yes. And I've got her back now, so I'm in that position. We've gone for the hypnotherapy now. So she has also. So I'm trying to say to her now, because she can look out the window. Mm. I'm facing the living room. A, she was focusing on... Um, it was like there's like a church mm-hmm. and like a spire on the top of the church mm-hmm. she was focusing on that wow. so she was going through a little bit of an agony agony for the time that I got there for about 20 to 30 minutes so I remember even trying to touch her she was like don't touch me <laughs> she was very like trying to, to get focused but I thought okay I'll just do my job and make sure the pool you don't actually fall inside the pool so eventually I heard one of the midwives saying they can see the head but I have to go back to another story here before we actually get to that <laughs> point. When we both went to the doctors, they told us we was having a girl. Oh. Okay. So I looked at my partner, she's happy with this. We did what you do. We bought the pink stuff. Mm. Let's get back to the situation now. The head's now popping out. Mm. The lady's saying the head, is it, the, the so baby's yeah. arriving. Yes. So I wanted to kind of leave my position to kind of come around so I didn't want to miss anything <laughs> but as I left the pool she kind of sunk down so I had to ask one of the midwives to kind of yeah, hold this position yeah. so I could see because I didn't want to miss like you say that, that, that moment yeah. so she got to kneel down on one knee and then the midwife was you know coaching her to get the push first to push mm-hmm. so the head's brought through and the shoulders and as the waist was coming out she just says oh they said he's having a girl actually it's a boy <laughs> so at that moment is when I found out the girl that I had in my mind was coming was now a boy mm-hmm. so I, I remember they said to me I could cut the umbilical cord mm. but I was a bit shocked at that point so I remember standing there in a little bit of a daze kind of like I was a bit worried thinking that, that's a bit strange isn't it? so but no I even confusion there you're there watching yeah. the birth so there's no confusion at, at one point I even then continued because she was still bending down so I continued to look down to see maybe there's a yeah maybe the girl's coming out now maybe they didn't realise it was twins get me but no that never happens and we had the boy but you know give thanks he was, he's all healthy and everything Great. else so. oh, exactly indeed <laughs> And would you do it again if it was, and if you're going to it again, would you have a home well, birth? Well, if I was, time? I would definitely, we would definitely have a home birth again. Mm-hmm. But we're not planning at the moment to have any more, yeah. <laughs> any more kids. <laughs> but definitely, I mean, like I say, I've had experience with my eldest son, 16, where I've seen, seen him born in hospital. Mm. And uh, I remember at the end of it, there was a picture of me laying on the table on one of the, on one of the beds. Because it was like an all day, all morning labour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really and, and as a father, I was in an unco- uncomfortable position. Where the, I was, was on chairs, like what we're sitting in the studio, basically. There was not so if I wanted to have a nap while she was trying to get yeah. some rest on the bed, there's not much accommodation for the father. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and looking on both sides, mm-hmm. I would definitely suggest to any father out there to actually, to at least think mm-hmm. or look through the channels mm-hmm. to have that home birth. It's an experience that you'll never forget. Definitely. I wonder, Chris, if you were to give a tip to a dad out there that's listening to the show. Um, just about to have a baby in a couple of weeks' time or a month's time and a little bit confused, 
What tip would you give? Oh, well, you, you sprung that on me slightly. <laughs> if you haven't already decided on having a home birth, you should definitely give that some thought. I, I can't say enough for how amazing that was. Uh, so we've been touched on there, but the hypnobirthing we found really helpful. Again, much I was very uh, sceptical of it, yeah. but actually it was amazing. As I said earlier, uh, Zoe had a 36-hour labour, uh, but with the hypnobirthing really helped her through it, and that was, mm-hmm. I think, the number one thing which made the whole process um, much more... Uh, manageable than it would have been otherwise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely. And don't feel like you hear stories about people like starting hypnobirthing training like months in advance, years in advance. Uh, we left it like a month beforehand or something, and that was we didn't do a huge amount, but even the amount that we did do was amazing and really helped. So even if it's just a week away, it's not too late to start thinking about that kind of thing too. Very good. And is there any tips that you'd like to give, Kamala, for oh, anybody? Plenty, plenty. <laughs> um, I'll tell you something. You know, the dads, in particular, the dads, right? They don't know what they're missing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something, uh, I suppose, you know, with the Jensen here, um, this is really special. And once you once you get into it, then you are addicted. You cannot give up. No way. You, they give you millions, you know, in the hospital. I don't think, you know, I, I would not, would not mm-hmm. have any other birth. I've got five kids. Obviously, we plan to have more. Mm-hmm. Right. For now, we wait, you know, because the baby is a baby, but... Next one is going to be the pool, and I was going to ask you um, when you filled the pool. Did you test it? Did you jump into it? Because I did. I did. Man- I didn't uh, get into the pool oh, any, any time. I, 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 I left it. <laughs> I think. My, um, I think if I went there beforehand, I don't think she'd have been too happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> can I just? That's can good. I also add as well? I mean, a lot of couples are worried mm. because I think the first thing you think of when you're having a baby is, is well, I got to take it to hospital. Yeah, yeah. But I remember in one of the. Um, before we had the home birth, we got invited to a tea party yeah. where I met other couples that had Experience, experiences yeah, yes. and we all spoke about it. Yeah, yeah. So we were sitting there, it was like listening to everybody. So this kind of made us more encouraged yeah. to go down that road. That's support, basically, it's, it's, confidence. It's, 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 it's really confidence. good. But yeah. then the one thing that came up is, okay, well, if there's any complications while you're at home and you need to go to hospital, mm. what would happen? Mm-hmm. Mm. But they have got a good team around them where basically one phone call on that radio they said that the ambulance would be there in eight minutes yeah. and we'd be taken straight to hospital yeah. for any complications. So why sit in the hospital for hours, hours on end mm-hmm. in a yeah. more stressful, mm-hmm. you're putting your partner through a more stressful environment? And as a father as well, it's double stress because you're not only worrying about the baby, you're worrying about your partner as well. Yeah. But I think you don't, they don't realise that, but you've only got a chair to sit on for that duration. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then march up and down the hallway, but at home, it's a small queen. Your own the queen home. in her. It's just amazing. <laughs> you mentioned there about a little bit of distress the baby was having and yeah. things like that. And I was just wondering, Joe, it, when something like that would happen, do you have a hotline? You know, you may take up the radio. Sometimes the ambulances are busy. Do you have a? Can you kind of really have that hotline to the hospital and say we need somebody now? Are you kind of assessing things more and preparing them and saying we may need somebody and then keep. You know, preparing the hospital that there might be a need and an ambulance may be needed soon? Mm. We ring the ambulance direct if we need them. Mm. We ring 999 Mm -hmm. and we tell them we're a midwife attending a home birth and we need an ambulance. Mm. And we tell them the address straight away so they dispatch the ambulance straight off and then we give them a few more details. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, they have an eight minutes response time for a priority. Uh, I can't remember what, how they rate it, but there's a certain term that they use. But anyway, the most important dispatch. So okay. the eight minutes, and they're very, very good. West Midlands Ambulance Service, they're very good. And then we would ring ahead to the hospital, tell them we're on our way. 
Mm-hmm. So probably, it depends what time I get a chance to do that call. I might be in the ambulance and say, we're on our way, we're transferring in because of this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. Can we be prepared for us? Da, 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 da. Giving them all the details. All the details. So, so that's everything how is ready. So yeah. if, there, if yeah. people were worried if something went wrong, yeah. it's literally a matter of minutes then getting to the hospital. It is. It's very quick. And, you know, th- we make the decision whether we need blue lights or not. If we mm. need blue lights, on the blue lights go and we're through the traffic, so mm-hmm. no worries. But, you know, quite often, more often, if we're transferring the ambulance, it's for something that's not an immediate urgent thing. Mm. So it might be we'll have the ambulance there and we'll be transferring, but it might not need the blue lights, say, and, you know, there's time, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's always assessing just what we do and how we do it. Mm Yeah. yeah, we mentioned that earlier on about that checklist. But Keep with the going. meconium, um, you know, the guidelines mm, have yeah. changed, actually, the national guidelines, mm. um, such that sort of mild meconium, not not heavy you know, meconium, mm. is, is not too much of a concern. We would get out of the pool if we see it clearly, but if it's not too heavy meconium, it's actually safe for us to stay at home. And obviously we'd be closely monitoring the baby's heartbeat. Mm. The main concern is about in case the baby breathes it in and it would cause a problem, mm. but... Mm. Most times it's not a problem. And that could be anywhere, in hospital yeah. or anywhere. Yeah. So it yeah. is um, it goes down to an experienced midwife, really. Yeah. And, and in my experience of that, when that was actually happening, uh, there was the ambulance was actually being dispatched to us. So they were outside. And it was actually case. outside the door. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, because she was, it was a long time after the, the water had broken yeah. and she was getting trying to get the baby to come out. And that distress, like you said, she, the mother's his heart. Mm-hmm. And I think his heart was... There was worried about it, yeah. the, the the beat all the time. We had that so facility we had, there. Yeah, we just basically then left from home straight to hospital, mm-hmm. and she had to stay overnight, mm-hmm. unfortunately, and then we came back. Yeah, because sometimes well, everything was okay after that. That's right. When there's been meconium there, we recommend twenty a twelve hour period of of monitoring the baby, mm-hmm. baby's respiration. That's, well, that's why he stopped overnight. And so that's yeah. what they do. Yeah, so. It is. But they, let us, they still let us have the experience of the home birth yeah. because they kept them on standby. They yes. came and they just waited. They spoke to them. Stay put at that yeah, point. So they stayed really. put. Yeah. She actually gave birth at home, so I still yeah. actually had that experience to, to, to you yeah. know have. And then she got in the bath, and the baby yeah. got you know sorted out in the bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. So it still all happened at home, and it was you know it was still nice to know that they waited, and then we went. I even yeah. went in the ambulance with them. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes we do call the ambulance, and I mean, I remember a woman who I was looking after where she was she had a bit of a heavier blood loss during mm. her labour, mm. and I called the ambulance because I was concerned. I mean, a normal show is nothing to be worried mm. about, but this was a bit mm-hmm. red. Yeah. And um, the ambulance came, and in fact, the baby was coming, and and so the ambulance were there in case we needed them. But in fact, you know, then they just went off again. And so we mm. stayed at home. So sometimes we call them and they're there and then we don't need them and they go. So mm-hmm. it's using appropriate mm-hmm. help where mm-hmm. needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, our show is just about coming to an end and some parents are listening to us on their way home. Mm-hmm. Some dads are driving home listening to us. So is there any quick tips just in the 30 seconds each that you might like to give to a dad that's still unsure, don't know what to do, who should they ring, where should they go? tips from anybody can i say something i'd like to say it's great these dads we've got here who are very engaged with the birth with their partners but there's no requirement that a dad should be and you know it's it's interesting i think it's really important that a dad any individual dad is where he feels that he's comfortable to be for a birth and they don't have to be with their partner 
mm. with through each contraction, whatever. It may be that he finds his role in being more supportive with even being in another room or, you know, the, I did go to a home birth where the dad was looking after the older, older child, in fact, asleep in a bedroom with uh, looking after an older child. Mm. And But he was there and that was fine. He didn't need to be involved with the birth. Mm -hmm. And so there's no requirement. Midwives will look after everything. And if the, and the dad needs to place himself where he's comfortable to be in partnership, working out with them with the woman. Sometimes the dad's in the pool as well, you know. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's just. And at home, the beauty of it is you've got a choice, and there are multiple rooms in the house, sure. so you're present even though you may not have to be mm. present physically there. present there. Yeah. So don't feel anybody listening. Don't feel you've got to to have a home birth. You've got to be an active partner in that way. Very good message to yeah. end the show with, indeed. So I think our dads have got the message to find out more about this, to go to one of the tea parties, mm -hmm. to ring. Have you got a number or a website that they yes, could get more information? It's, um, the number six two three double six seven zero. That's our home birth team office Can telephone. Can you repeat that again? Six, six two three double six seven zero. And we've got a Facebook page, mm -hmm. which is Home Birth with Birmingham Women's Hospital. And we've got uh, videos and the previous radio program that you mentioned is already on there on SoundCloud. And there's good information on the Birmingham Women's Hospital app too, the website all about home birth. Very good. Excellent. So dads or moms, if you forget that website, email the studio at studio at unityfm.net and they'll pass on those details to you. Thank you, everybody. That's Thanks, all that's left for me to <coughs> say today. Thank you for coming well, in, for giving up your you. time, for explaining about home births. Indeed, I hope we'll have more home yeah. births yeah. and more New Year's babies yes. and more celebrations for Sorry. all the babies and all the families out there and may make it easy for all the families that are just about to give delivery that everything will be easy for them inshallah and they'll have safe deliveries yeah. until next week do tune in next week inshallah keep safe look after yourself and have a good week assalamu alaikum